Here's what's sad to me about Dolly, Dad. Wow, is that onomatopoetic? Here's what's sad to me about Dolly, Dad. Oh, well, hello, Dolly. Well, hello, Dolly. I mean, it's funny you say, you say that (laughs) your mother, the matriarch, was a force. You, You always speak of her with such reverence. And that her marriage with your dad was shitty. Um Wow, that the Aquarian archetype, the Aquarian male archetype, pages go to for romantic choice. And it's only ever ended in sizzles of failure fire. Um I could say names. God, you know what's liberating about being anonymous, meaning like, I don't own a skincare shop anymore. I'm not trying to be famous. I ain't cutting my hair. I ain't winking at men. I'm just trying to weave together the story of who we are. So maybe I'll come back to this. But I come from a long line of powerful ladies. But anyway, back to the Aquarian male romantic archetype. So for some reason, I was thinking of your dad right now. That would be James. James Joseph Ferris. When I, wow, I'm having all these flashes of him. (sighs) In a, it's not a fedora, but it, it is a felt hat. He's taking his hat off, he's putting it on. He's playing the piano. You're sitting next to him. Like, even, I have some fo, ooh, you know what? I think I will. I will take a photo of the photo of your papa and your mama. There's some pretty stunning photos. Like those two people were good looking. <laughs> so does that make me vain? <laughs> um God, that that Carly Simon song is so... uh, For anyone who's never heard it, it's not emblazoned on your mind, but you're so vain. I bet you think this song is about you. You're so vain, so vain. Probably think this song is about you, don't you? 
such a great line. You probably think this song is about you because <laughs> you're so vain. All right, but back to James Joseph. Jim, people called him Jim, I'm sure. He was known about town. He was like a happy-go-lucky man's man. And he was responsible for managing a part of the railroad. I'm going to get corn-fused somewhat fast. Did... Was that him or his dad? Whoa. Okay, I'm not going to get lost in that. I mean, imagine if you were my kid, dad, and I told you random stories about my parents, which, you know, no one has... uh, Okay, I don't want to pause too long. Maybe I should have a deep pause. Because this is a podcast. <laughs> it's, it's not a pause cast. Um, but I, I have this weird thing where, like, I'm fascinated by my lineage, my people, the people that I come from. But, but no one ever told me to be. You know, when I was born in 68, which... <laughs> I would love to hear anybody respond and say if that means anything to them. Because most people on the planet were born after 1970. (laughs) I love love that I just stated a fake fact. Most people on planet Earth were born, but it's probably true. Yeah, because my dad's 82. He was born in 39. Okay. Focus, Paige. Focus, focus, focus. The sun is out. It's Saturday. I don't, you don't get paid for podcasts, so they just have to come up spontaneously. Your father, Jim, James Joseph. Um, I think what I'm doing is like extrapolating. Well, I, I'm just using a fancy word because I like multisyllabic words. <laughs> Ek. Strapolating. That was five syllables. Um, I'm trying to sort through why I've chosen the men that I've chosen. That's a big one. <laughs> For you ladies who are doing shadow work, um, are you people, you humans? in the the time of COVID. So, all right, so Jim, James Joseph, he was tall enough, I'm gonna say tall enough. Um, So at least six feet. Cause then I also know that Dolly, Dolores, (laughs) we'll talk more about her. Isn't that how this whole thing came up? 
Well, hello, Dolly. Well, hello, Dolly. Ba da ba ba da ba ba da ba da ba da. Yeah, she didn't want to be called Dolly because Dolores means pain in Latin, and so therefore, don't you understand how? Whatever, Dolores is a cool. No, actually, it's not a cool name. It's not. It's complicated on the tongue. Dolores, hello, Dolores. Nice to meet you. Ooh, I would be looking at someone going like, no, please don't do that. Well, so then, what's wrong with Dolly? She didn't like Dolly either. That must have been why that song was written. Were there just a whole bunch of ladies that slooped out of their mom's cooches, and we will call her Dolores, Dolores of Mancia. Um, <laughs> it is really formal. Um, Lady Dolores, I swear you said that. Yes. She was the lady of the house, and she was called Lady Dolores. I mean, you cannot make this shit up. And all right, I'm gonna try not to tell the parts that would piss people off <laughs> this time. If I do a take two, I'll do all the like, what do you call them? Outtakes, side B. Uh, scandalous, the scandalous bits. But Jim really wanted to marry Dolly, and why? Because she's adorable. She's like five foot two. She's the tiniest thing you've ever seen. She has like not high cheekbones, but like kind of apple, you know, apple cheekbones. It looks like. The angle of an apple, two little apple cheeks, and、um, I don't know why. Well, this must have been a sign of the times.、Um, her family wanted to marry her away, cause I don't know, Dad. You're gonna have to fill me in. I mean, she had a sister, awkward, tall, gawky sister that she used. <laughs> okay, my grandmother Dolly, and I—I I never knew her. I was in her lap at like. There's a few photos of me as a tiny little thing, just like you, Dad. I wasn't in wool shorts. And a suit jacket, <laughs> as a young person. But I, I did have that. I had a blue and red plaid coat that I loved. Wow! I had another coat. It was like okay, so down wouldn't be, um, you know, it wouldn't be sewn, so it has. Puffy cells across your body. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm trying to explain the. <laughs> If you are not from Earth, there are two companies that make these winter coats: Patagonia and Columbia. Oh, there's another one still. 
news something? Is it news something? Anyway, no, it was just, uh, I think it was a red coat. So it didn't have these sewn seam lines across my body. That's not attractive on most women, for the record. Most women have boobs. Like, we can do better than that. We gotta start making clothes that accentuate boobs without making women feel exposed. Hmm. Anyway, so Jim was attracted to Dolores. I, and like I said, I don't know how that works. Like, did her parents decide she would be married off? Because you, Dad, retold me the story recently and said she didn't want to marry him. She didn't want to marry him. And he said something like, that's all I've ever wanted. I, I'm sure I'm embellishing, but but I'm getting the feeling right of the story. She was tepid about it. She was like, meh, oh, right, like everybody in town likes him. So, you know, if you see him from afar, you're on a sidewalk corner. He looks really attractive. Uh-huh, the hat, the suit jacket. He's naturally good-looking and always has a smile on his face. But, like, that smile is covering up some deep secret. And Dolly must have known that. And, okay, so I, I do the stars. Paige does the stars. I try to stay away from scientific terms like I do astrology. That doesn't, if you weren't from Earth, that wouldn't tell you anything. I do astrology. And so the guy from Zertog would be like, astrology? Oh, the Latin root, astro, stars. You're a star reader. Yes, I am a star reader. So, Dolly is a Leo. She was born August something. I'll have to look that up. 1901? I think that's right. And then Mom's mom was born in like 1920. That's weird. What? Mom's mom is 19 years younger? Peggy's 19 years younger than Dolly? That's crazy. Um, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see, aren't family trees fascinating? <laughs> all you, oh, you do, you're trying, I'm trying to focus on one limb and then there's all these other limbs. All right. What, what I mean to impart in this particular podcast is, um, uh, Reflecting on your ancestors is a really cool thing to do. I don't want to call it work. You know, I'm so fucking done with the word work. In the age of Pisces, we worked hard and we our money reflected that. You know, like <clears throat> I was such a good per- I was such a hard worker. What a fucking terrible thing to say. 
You were a good slave. So when I reflect upon the ancestors, it feels like juicier than work. Like if somebody paid me to be an ancestral archivist. That's not what I, once again, I don't want someone to hand me a pile of money and say, do this. That's slavery. I know it sounds ironic because it also could be a photo of somebody making lots of money. Like if you worked in advertising, <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names. Um, but this podcast I'm focusing on who Jim was and how I have been attached to this idea of falling in love with a good-looking Aquarian man who's sort of, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to say like Jesus, <laughs> but kind of like Jesus. Um, who who is a very Aquarian archetype. You know, I never, it's not like I was like, hey, I want to date a guy with long hair. No. But I, I mean, Nick had, Nick had nearly shoulder length hair. That was a good move. That was a good look on his Aquarian part. And then... I'm not gonna name the later Aquarian right now. Oh, heartbreaker, heartbreaker. And what's ironic is he won't even break another woman's heart. Like, I loved him so much. I think I threw confidence at his front side all the time. I'm like, you know, I would say shit like, I'm not even listening to you. I'm totally objectifying you right now. Cause he was so magnificent to me. And when I say that, I don't mean he treated me magnificently. I mean, I was just taken as if stardust was sprinkled around. This is what I'm talking about. What are my stardust sprinkled glasses? In parentheses, some people say rose colored glasses about men. So I can like shoot that maleficent bullet into outer space, not to be connected with me. So he was charming, he was good looking, intelligent, he was a pilot, interesting. So this person I've mentioned, which thankfully, nobody even knows about this phase of my life, except for if you hear this, Nick, because <laughs> Nick's a pilot and of German heritage. So it's like Nick ends up being a mishmash DNA of my grandparents because my grandfather, Jim the Aquarian, whose birthday is the same day as Nick. Um... Or is it a couple days off? It's close. I'll have to look that up again. So, but this person, Nick, in a younger meat suit, you know, human body skin, 
born in the 70s, um, is of German heritage, which is my grandmother's side. <laughs> my grandfather's side, Jim's side, was Irish. I'm pretty sure they were all Irish. And then, oh wait, his dad came here? I think his dad came here and started working on the railway. See, now I'm going down like another murky path. <laughs> I'm gonna come full circle right now. Right now, uh, I'm not gonna put a bow on it, but in the next few minutes, I'm gonna say, um, I'm calling out to you universe in the form of a podcast, honoring my Papa, Jeremy, Joseph, Charles, Augustus, Gilbert, Emma's Ferris. <laughs> That's an inside joke, but it is Jeremy Joseph Ferris. Um, and all, all of my former lovers, oh my God, I feel like uh, Willie Nelson wants to take over. But for all the loves I've loved before. But da 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 da. I don't know what that song is, but maybe some of you do. <laughs> I'm gonna after I do this podcast, I guess, I'm gonna go find it. Willie Nelson some kind of cover of an old love song from the air between my grandparents and my dad. So Dolly didn't really want to be with Jim. I, I, I think she got a text in her pants here and there because he was attractive. I have this photo of him. I, I keep, I can't find it. You do, I don't know if anybody has this in their family where there's like the one see now most of you listening are too young to even understand what I'm about to say it's an old photograph it's that um what did we call it this, not celluloid um faded brown paper and he's in a pilot suit it's he's so handsome and I remember the first time I saw the photo I was like <gasps> Like, I got that feeling. I got that feeling like, wow, you are, I would make out with you. I mean, this sounds terrible. I'm basically describing ancestral incest. <laughs> Those two words sound similar, like cousins. <laughs> See? See, my brain is wired to, well, you can tell. Just listen to the story. Anyway, I was immediately attracted to this energy signature, my grandfather, when I saw this photo. And I realized he was standing there in a pilot suit. And I was like, shit, rat balls. That's Nick. And then, you know, it was such a weird... Um, I mean, Nick, if you are listening, <laughs> it's no problem. I'm going to remain diplomatic. I feel like that's always best. If you're ever going to bring up an ex, remain diplomatic. 
Um, he just broke my heart in 7,000 different ways because he was always just driving off on his vintage motorcycle going to like flirt with a girl at a bar in Wisconsin. I mean, like he just, his desire for flirtation and attention has no bounds. He is like the sun, which is kind of amazing. His moon, this guy, Nick, I won't say his last name. Oh my God. If I said his last name, <laughs> like what if he had, it wouldn't be 33 new friends on Instagram because you have to have a moniker, but, but I bet people would secretly stalk him on Facebook. So I'm not saying his last name. I'll never say his last name. It sounds like hubris, you know, the Latin word for hubris. Isn't, doesn't that have to do with post-death? I love that word. Um, or it's like dust, fake dust, fake death dust settling on a story. Anyway, I'll go back and look up the word hubris, but uh, my grandfather, Jim, James Joseph Ferris, somehow he super wanted, you know, my grandmother. And in fact, my Mars is in Leo. That's what drives me. That's, that's kind of what makes people attracted to you. Your Mars says kind of what your, your energy signature is, the tempo of your speech, your taste preferences, how you manifest your, oh, taste. I just said that. Like, you know, what clothes you wear, what car you drive, if you drive, um, or bike you ride. But she was a Leo, son and Leo, born in August. And I know because I have begun to transliterate. Does anyone know what that word means? Anyone? I'll give you 30,000 points. Transliterate. It means to take down someone else's writing <laughs> through your writing. So hopefully you have better handwriting. <laughs> um, okay, so she didn't have good handwriting and she was right-handed, I'm almost certain, because nobody's left-handed. I am. Um, but I, I feel like that only comes up like once in a family. Anyway, Dolly, born in August, Leo. I think... I. I can see through her eyes. I can see her like heart skipping a beat. It sounds like she had a super awesome dad. Charles? Was that Charles Augustus' dad? Um... Yeah, I think I'll I'll have to ask my dad a little bit more about her dad's dad. But um or I'm sorry, his mom's dad. That's what I meant to say. See, I also have dyslexia around if ever I even try and think about family, it's almost like a mushroom cloud of what? 
it's like, wait, go over to my grandma and then <laughs> I'll be like, well, but I, I think that generationally that was wiped out of our cur- curiosity memory, the Akash, <laughs> the ephemeral eternal records in the cosmic heavens. Uh, Dolly thought Jim was hot for a few seconds and it kept like kind of niggling at her. Like she would be like, God damn it. I'm attracted to that man. Well, you know, I read her journal. Remember? I'm transliterating it. Well, and then (laughs) my dad came back to me And said, hey, listen, sweetheart, thank you so much for volunteering to, he didn't say transliterate, to take down mother's journals so I can read it. Because he, he like handed me this paperback notebook. That's a whole nother story. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell the story of how I found my grandmother's journal another time. Somebody please hold me to that. Paige will tell the story of how she found her father's mother's paperback journal. Because <laughs> um, I was asking him to produce a book for me on my Uncle Jimmy. But that's a whole nother story, too. Pilot, another pilot. Jesus, pilots, male pilots and me. Yeah, I sure. I would have my future lover be a pilot. But the only problem is... Is he just going to be the same shit stink on my soul? Like, is he just going to want to leave? God, I'm not wearing that badge anymore. It's a terrible badge to wear. So I get it, Dolly. I get it. So Jim died of a heart attack on the side of the road. I think my dad was in the car. Wow, that's a lot packed in there. Pilot, car, also Dolly's dad was a really important mechanic and car racer in this country. He participated in the build of one of the first early American cars It's called the, what the hell is it called, Dad? Does it start with a C-H? The um, Chandler, yeah. Yeah, he was, I guess you could say, on deck. So he didn't design the Chandler, but but he built it and then he did races. Then he raced it around the country. And that was my grandmother, Dolly, Dolores, childhood. So her dad was traveling the whole family around the country to showcase this hand-built model car called the Chandler. So it was before the fucking assembly line Ford. There's nothing sexy about assembly line built things. Nothing sexy at all. Sorry. Um, 
like I, it, to me, I put that in the same category as microwave. Versus, I mean, think about a mechanic building a car with handmade parts that are base metals, like genuine earth base metals, brass, gold, platinum, sterling, well, wait a minute, steel, I suppose. Wait, did steel come in in the... When did steel come in? All right, so I will wrap up this episode saying my grandmother, my dad's mama, Mary Dolores Emice, was that her name as a child? I think it was. Oh, wait a minute, Ferris. <laughs> so so Emice was her German mother's maiden name. I'm pretty sure. Wow. There's all kinds of foggy branches, but she was attracted to Jim. And then for some reason, you know, the parents, I don't know what, this is an interesting topic for me to explore in a future podcast. What was the whole purpose of getting a woman married off around the turn of the century? Well, I suppose they got married off because they weren't really um well, they weren't supposed to be working, so I suppose you had to attach to a man who was getting a paycheck. God, that's so depressing. Anyway, she ended up being all the money. That's the irony there. <laughs> I come from such a strong, long line of matrilineal money. But um, I'm going to end this segment by saying I've loved every Aquarian man that I've ever loved with the total fiber of my soul. So the one I've mentioned a name, I won't do it again because it's more fun just to, you know, we all have our own version of that story. And then there was another one. Oh my gosh, he was brown. Even juicier story. I thought I fell in love with understanding the soul of how those with African lineages. <laughs> Is that the biggest statement a human could say? Those with African lineage. Jez. But I can I can handle that. I'm allowed to say that. Um, and then just like double dick betrayed my trust in romantic male humanity. So yeah, yeah okay, there's the truth. I just sh- slooped out the truth like a flaccid penis. Oh my God, I just said that. It's a podcast. I love that you can do that. I love men in such a unique way. I think I was a man in a number of lifetimes. I think I was I think I was that asshole 
attractive lover guy who just was like, gross. Why'd I, why would I commit to one woman? Gross. Way to trap me. The ultimate Peter Pan. And my dad has even referred to his dad as Peter Pan. That shouldn't be a diss. It's a compliment. So uh, I'll end on this note. I honor you. Not Dolores Cannon. (laughs) That's a little joke for the spiritualists. Mary Dolores, what the hell was her last name? Was it, was it Emais? And James Joseph Ferris. Hello. That's where my name came from. Um, I just got a text in my pants when I said Ferris as if I get to carry that name as a gift, as like a platinum sword laid on a brocade pillow of silk. See what I'm saying? Like, I have the Arthurian legends inside me. Um, but what, I, what I'm putting out to the universe, and I excuse me for being obtuse, because um, I did have an intention when I started this podcast, and it'll be so interesting to look and see. You know, sometimes I'll have these transmissions and it'll be seven minutes, you know, 13 minutes. And I'm pretty sure this is like close to an hour, but hopefully it's an hour and 11 minutes. James Joseph Ferris. God, you, you are so lovable. I love you so much. I love you. I genuinely love you. So Aquarians are always carrying this secret burden. And this is so bizarre that I brought up Jesus before because he definitely was um, an Aquarian archetype coming in the age of Pisces, which for anyone who follows astrology, you would realize how progressive that is. An Aquarian coming to, well... He wouldn't say save the planet. An Aquarian coming to liberate the planet in a in an age where you cannot be properly perceived. You cannot you cannot be well received. So I think I'm attracted to that in a man. I'm attracted to like kind of the tragedy of his soul's discomfort. Wow, that's rich. That is rich. (laughs) Um, No wonder I got off Tinder, because you can't write... Excuse me. You can't write in the blurb, in the paragraph blurb. Seeking a tormented soul who's carrying the burden of his former ancestor's secrets secretly. But I feel like that's the shadow moniker of Aquarius. So so I'm just, here's what I'll put out here at the end of this particular segment. If I meet another Aquarian and I fall in love with him, it's not a deal breaker. 
but I highly recommend to 90% of my guides to steer me in a different direction. I guess I'll be looking for the... Well, I have to be able to trust him. He has to be trustworthy. And I'm not sure that there is a trustworthy Aquarian out there that I know. I don't mean that as a diss. But like, I'm so good at even betraying my own trust in terms of making agreements with myself. Like, I'm such a freedom seeker that I... I totally value and respect that male Peter Pan trope. But I will say this to the to the right soul. You can be Peter Pan, but you can still sew back together why you were thrown off. I mean, somebody wrote that story. Who, who wrote the original Peter Pan? We should look it up. Yeah, it's a story about a psychological fracture. Peter Pan was like, was he bisexual? Was he pre-sexual? Was he... It's that thing where I remember, I remember being 12 years old and just staying up almost all night thinking about Rusty Field. Yeah, that's a real guy. Benjamin, otherwise known as Rusty Field. Okay, so so thank you so much for holding on to this golden string. Um, what I hope I'm inviting people to do is explore their ancestral <laughs> juicy bits, the stories... Um, Write them down, start a podcast, uh, um, study astrology, see what signs you have in common with your grandparents. Um, Just call upon them when you're falling asleep. Be like, hey, Dolly. I'm pretty sure that's what started this podcast. The well, hello, Dolly. All right, I'm going to cut myself off. I love you all. Thank you for caring about me and the ancestors and planet Earth. Ching chong.